to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. So uh, I want to dive in this morning and really share with you uh, just some things that God has put on my heart for this season. About six months ago, the Lord gave me a message. I had an encounter with Jesus that birthed this message. And everywhere I have gone in the last maybe... I don't know, three to four months, the Lord has not let me move off this message. Every time I've gone somewhere, I've said, what are we going to do, Lord? It's the same message. And when the Lord is repeating in that way, I really believe that the magnitude of the breakthrough is, is bigger than we can imagine. And he knows that it's a real issue. And he's wanting to highlight this issue that I'm going to uh, speak on this morning because really what I'm going to speak on is disillusionment and disillusionment actually hinders your vision. It hinders your intimacy. It hinders so many areas of your life. And I feel in this season, there's been so much pressure and so much fire and so much uh, trial that the body of Christ have been going through that a lot of people are feeling disillusioned. Like what is going on, God? I've been contending like this is the promise you gave me and it's like you gave it to me and then I went to the other side of the world from my promise, right? It's like this stretching time is happening in the body of Christ. And so many places that I've traveled this year, people have said to me, I think there's something wrong with me. I think I've missed the boat. Like I think I must have disobeyed or something's happened because I don't know what, what this is, but my life is just like one thing after another. I want to encourage you this morning that the hardship and the pressure and the trial that many of you are facing is, is a corporate thing. It's happening all across the world, all across the body of Christ. Everywhere I went in America, the same message. I was hitting on different, like different places, but everybody was experiencing the same thing. And I tell you that to say to you that the enemy will come and say to you, you've done something wrong. You've missed the boat. You know, that's it. It's all over. It is not over. Yeah. It is absolutely not over. Even if you have stepped in the wrong direction, he is the God of restoration. He is the God that writes wrong turns. He is the God of love that turns all things for your good. Amen. So there is nothing that you can do that will absolutely ruin what God wants to do in your life. I heard Lisa Bevere say recently that, uh, you know, people, a lot of people think that, uh, that you know, you can kind of... Um, mess up God's will for your life and and once you make a mistake well that's it well and she says God's bigger than that right God is bigger than that and I'm tired of seeing the enemy condemn the people of God I'm tired of seeing the enemy uh, accusing and saying well that's it all over that didn't happen where's your breakthrough you've missed it oh well no, no, no. Your greatest days are upon you right now. The greatest days, of, I believe, in the body of Christ are happening right now. The enemy is scared about what God is doing in the earth. He's scared about the destiny over your life. And he's scared about the, the promises and the breakthrough that are about to manifest. Because he wouldn't hit you. He wouldn't attack you. He wouldn't come against you if he didn't feel threatened. If he wasn't scared. He's scared of you. Every time I, I saw a little Facebook picture that um, said something like, um, I think it was a girl in bed and it said she was sitting on the side of the bed about to put her feet on the floor and the caption at the bottom says, oh, oh, the devil's scared, she's awake now. And that's exactly right. The devil is scared of you. He is scared of you and, the G and Jesus in you. 
And right now we're in the season of the greatest awakening. God is awakening you and I to who we are in him and our authority. We've always had it. It's never changed. It's not like we're increased, like that, that God kind of paid for, for this much on the cross and then we kind of get more and more. No, no, no. We have fullness and then we walk in it, right? And God is awakening you and I right now to the truth of the authority that we have in Jesus and who he is. Because if you and I see his goodness and his nature and we know how good he is, how loving he is, then if we put our eyes there, no matter what happens around here, I'm, not, I'm unshakable because my eyes and my faith are not put in circumstances or my breakthrough or, or my favor or anything like that. They're put in him, the one who never changes. So if he never changes, then I need to anchor myself there. I need to make sure I'm staying right there, true north, that he is my first love and I'm not shaken from that place. Amen. Okay. Um, I want to share with you about this encounter that I had a couple of months ago. And uh, I was in worship. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm very much a seer. The Lord speaks to me in pictures and in dreams. Uh, I, hear, I do hear a lot, but I see more than I hear. And uh, so I was uh, in worship one, one morning and I have this encounter with the Lord. And uh, what do I mean by this? I have, um, I'm sitting in my lounge room and literally a vision opens up in front of my eyes, but I, my senses are so highly activated, I feel like I'm right there. And so I'm in the middle of this vision and I see the throne room and I'm standing at the back of the throne room like this and I'm looking at the throne and I can see only the Lord from his knees down is huge. But it wasn't a, I'm so big and scary. It was nothing stands against me. Nothing stands against me. I'm almighty. I'm the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the magnitude of God. So I'm standing there looking and there's a little girl standing before the throne and she's looking up at him and her eyes were full of wide-eyed wonder. She was absolutely in awe of, of God. And as I'm watching this take place, the scene shifts and I see Jesus and he walks out in front of the throne and he's holding a big bunch of balloons. And he bends down and he hands these balloons to this little girl and on the bottom of the balloons is a big golden key. And he says to her, in this season, in the body of Christ, I am unlocking three things. I am unlocking the celebration in the awakening of my love and my goodness. I am awakening wonder. And the, instantly, the atmosphere was full and pregnant of the beauty and the glory of God and the sense of I am restoring the awe to my people. I'm restoring the fear of God back to the church, that childlike place of intimacy where you stand before him and you see him as he is. And it's that moment of my daddy said it, so I believe it right? He said it. So no matter what else is going on, if I tell my son something, it's gospel, right? He's like, mommy said it. Daddy said it. That's it. That childlike faith. God is restoring that right now. And a lot of that process is 
what happens is there's a stripping that happens. There's a shifting and a sifting that takes place where we are, I'm not saying God causes bad things. Please don't hear me say that. What I'm saying is that God uses things in our life to bring us to a place where we are so dependent upon him that everything else is empty right? That anything else that we try and hold on to, that we try and grab hold of, it's empty compared to him, right? We need to be in that place of childlike intimacy where we're so deeply trusting him. And in this season of pressure, he is with you. He hasn't left you. He's comforting you. He's strengthening you. But as you give him your yes, as you say, yes, Lord, every day, he is developing in you character and integrity and humility and, and maturity f- so that you will last. God doesn't want you and I as shooting stars, right? Just here one, one moment and then we're gone. He is building in you and I a depth of intimacy of knowing him that is going to last. He wants you to stand in the fire and be able to stand strong with him. And he wants you to stand in the breakthrough and the favor and the increase and the abundance strong. No matter where you are, he cares so much about your relationship with him. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to, to, to be in abundance. He wants you to be strong. And he's going after your heart and my heart in this season more than ever. He's going for the deep stuff. Number two, the Lord, uh, in this vision, I, I saw Jesus say to this little girl, I'm unlocking celebration of you and how I rejoice in you. And all of a sudden, swirling around, I could see the the scripture, Zephaniah 3.17, that he is the God that rejoices over you with singing. And instantly, the lies were dismantled. The lies that I could sense in the atmosphere where the enemy was saying, you haven't done enough for your breakthrough. You haven't prayed enough. Have you fasted enough? How many scriptures have you quoted? Well, you've probably prayed the wrong thing and that's why you haven't got your breakthrough. Or the fruit of what uh, the, the, the uh, trial that you're walking through right now, well, that's because you've done something wrong. In an instant, I saw these lies fall to the ground because nothing stands against the truth that Jesus rejoices. God rejoices over you today. He sings over you not because you've done everything right, not because you've dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's. Does God honor and reward good works? Absolutely. But he rejoices over you because of who you are, because you are his. And if you think about that, that's not a place where it gives you a license to go out and do whatever you want. When you live in that place where you know that he rejoices over you with singing and he loves you so much, you don't want to go out and do anything. like You want to honor him and love him and worship him. But God is breaking the lie in this season that, that you've missed it. He's breaking the lie that you have to, you know, that, that he's not um, about his love. Lies that are coming against the nature and the goodness of God. God loves you today so much, so, so much, not dependent on what you do. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? Not when we had it all together, Christ died for us. He came when there was nothing we could do. So no matter what your life looks like this morning, 
no matter where you're at, if things are going great, if things aren't going great, the love of Jesus never, ever changes for you. Zephaniah 3.17 doesn't change, like dependent on your circumstances. It is truth. So no matter what's going on today, God is rejoicing over you. He's not going, he's rejoicing. And number three, he said, I'm, uh, I'm unlocking the celebration of my promises. And I instantly looked at the balloons and I thought, yes, you know, balloons, I don't know about you, but when I look at colourful balloons, they make me happy, right? I'm like, I could be feeling sad and I'd walk past the thing of balloons and they make me smile. They just, they're happy. And I felt the Lord saying, I'm unlocking joy. There has been such a mourning in the body of Christ that's been happening. A lot of God's people have been under a mourning, but God is changing the season. We're transitioning now into a new mourning. It's M-O-R. R-N-I-N-G. It's a new day. And, and this season over here, what you've been walking, the pressure, the fire, all of that stuff, God is using it to develop you and to strengthen you and take you deeper so that you can stand over here. You can stand in this breakthrough. But what is the cool thing? That in the fire that many of us have been walking through, the testimony coming out the other side should be and will be, if you, as you give him your yes, I met the fourth man in the fire. I met him. I know what it is to be in the fire. And you know in that story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, somehow in my head, I just must have thought, well, Jesus delivered them out of the fire. And then I was listening to Louis Giglio recently and he said, do you know that um, God didn't get them out of the fire? Who got, who got them out of the fire? the king. And, and he, was, he did this amazing teaching on how God uses the fire that we walk to bring revival and to really uh, set us on fire with what he's doing. And he shapes us and he molds us and he brings us out like gold. In this season right now, there is dross that is coming to the surface in a lot of God's people. And as it comes up, do not allow the enemy to condemn you. God brings things up out of your heart and your soul, not so he can point the finger, but so he can say, I'm about to heal you. I am about to set you free. I love you and I see that stuff in your heart and I see it in your soul and I know it's going to hold you back. So partner with me and as we work together, I'm going to get rid of that stuff and I'm going to strengthen you. He's making you more in this season into the image of him and into the person that you were created to be in an accelerated way. This is an absolute season of radical acceleration. It was probably 18 months ago, I think the Lord said to me, it's a season of acceleration. And since then, he keeps repeating it. And I said to the Lord the other day, well, gosh, um, are we still in that season And he said to me, Lana, it's only going to keep accelerating. And I thought, wow, well, come on. (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) It makes me happy. And And he's highlighted this scripture to me. If you've ever heard me speak, you will have heard me share this in the last year because it has been the one... One of two scriptures that God is just, he's on it all the time with me. And it's Amos 9, 13 to 15. And I'm going to read it to you. It's from the Message Translation. And it says this. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. This is God's decree. 
Things are going to happen so fast for you that your head is going to swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You will not be able to keep up. Everything will be happening all at once and everywhere you look, there will be blessings. Blessings like wine will be pouring off the mountains and the hills. I will make everything right again for my people. Come on, come on. That's not I may if I feel like it or I can. It is I will. That passage of scripture has been a weapon in my hand. Every time things are out of alignment and things aren't right, I will grab that and I'm like, no. I'm like, it, that passage of scripture says that, God, you will make everything right again for me. So, God, I take that and I activate my faith and I say, yes, Lord. That is a scripture I believe is for this season right now. God is highlighting acceleration in, in significant ways. But as we're moving into this season of acceleration on a, on a higher level, this is when I felt the Lord highlight disillusionment to me. And I had this vision of the throne room a second time. I've never had an encounter with God twice, the same one twice. And so I'm in worship again. This time I see the same thing playing out again, but the room is different. I'm not in the throne room. And I see the little girl and she's talking with Jesus. But every now and again, she's looking up at the wall. And as she's looking at the wall, she starts getting a bit dazed. And you know that um, the cartoons when uh, they used to, like a character would get banged on the head with something, they get stars around their head? It was like that. She was kind of like, whoa, okay, hang on a sec. Like she'd been hit, knocked out of left field. And as I looked at the walls, the, the word written across the wall was disillusionment. And, uh, and that was it, end of vision. And so what I do is if the Lord highlights a symbol to me or a word, I want to put value on what God is saying. I want to actually steward well what he's highlighting. So I grab my dictionary and I start looking up disillusionment. I get on Google and I have a look. And this is what it said. This blew my mind because I had never seen uh, disillusionment in, in the definition like this and other words like it. So it says this, disillusion can be defined as disappointed, downcast, discouraged, weary of the world, negative, confused, let down, cast down or void of direction. When I read that, that list, I looked at it and I felt the Lord say to me, there are many things in the, that list of words that my people are going through. And, uh, and I started going across the US ministering and he had me releasing this word. And so I started in the first place, I released it and I said, if that's you, come forward and I'll pray for you. There was about 300 people in the room. I was expecting maybe a handful of people were going to come forward so I could pray for them. After I did the call, there was about four or five people left sitting. And I'm standing at the front and the pastor says to me, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know, this is your church, help. There were so many people that my heart was breaking. I thought, what is going on, Lord? I thought maybe it's just the region where I was, I was ministering. I keep going on week after week after week across the US. Everywhere I went, the response was, well, not 99% everywhere, but it was crowds. People weeping, 
and broken, feeling weary of the battle and tired. God, have you, have you left me? Where are you? Have you passed me by? This brokenness in the heart, in the heart of God's people. And this, this message began to birth in me as the Lord really showed me the pain that God's people were in and that he has heard the cries of the weary and the brokenhearted and the discouraged and the world weary and the, the disappointed and the let down, the cast down, the confused. And he's not standing back here going, well, I'll, I'll come soon. He's already here. And he said, I've seen it. I'm seeing it and I'm coming. I'm here to bring breakthrough. I'm here to bring healing. So as I'm sitting on this word, I see the word disillusioned as I'm meditating on it. And instantly I see this passage, like this um, paragraph appear before my eyes. And it says this, There are encounters with me that are about to come into being in the body of Christ that are about to shift my people from any areas of feeling disillusioned to a place of deeper divine inclusion. So my, my dictionary and my Bible and I'm looking up, okay, inclusion. And it says this, an action and state of being included within a group or structure. I was like, mm, that's pretty boring. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> and, I, and then the number two, I was like, this is gold. A body of particle of distinct composition. Now get this, embedded in a rock embedded in a rock I don't know about you but that makes me excited right embedded in a rock I was like come on so I get my, my dictionary okay embedded to implant to plant to set to lodge to root to insert to place to sink to submerge to immerse come on who doesn't want to be totally submerged and immersed in everything that God has for you and in the revelation of who he is and encounters with him and his breakthrough and his favor and promises I want to be totally immersed you know like I'm tired of being immersed by you know situations and things hitting me I feel like there's this wave crashing here and there and everywhere in this season but God's lifting us higher right he's taking us higher we're already seated in heavenly places but he's awakening us to the the truth that we sit up here right and he's going after our vision he's going after how we see but I'm going to go to that in a sec Psalm 18 verse 2 the Lord is my rock my fortress and my saviour my God is my rock in whom I find protection he is my shield the power that saves me and my place of safety it's amazing how many times have I read that scripture man so I'm still on this journey and I go back to my notes and I'm like, okay, inclusion, a body of particle distinct. And as soon as I read that word, it was highlighted to me. I'm like, all right, back to the dictionary, distinct. Recognizably different in nature from something else. Then the words underneath, the, I think they're called synonyms. Um, they said clear, clear-cut, well-defined, sharp, marked, unmistakably. You are marked unmistakably by him, right? You and I go out into this world and we are what? Recognizably different in nature from something else. We go out there and we are to be the, the light and the glory, the salt and light of the earth. We are called to be recognizably different because we live in him. Amen. And the process that you've been walking through in this season, I want to decree over you that any areas of disillusionment are going to be melted away. Amen. Through deeper encounters with Jesus, the weight 
Um, the heavy weight of all of those things, the disappointed, downcast, all of those definitions of disillusionment, they are going to melt away. And I, as I'm seeing this, I see a sentence in front of my eyes and it says this, there has been weight in the waiting but I, but I am decreeing over my people that they are now moving into a season where they shall experience a new weight of my glory as they wait upon me. Come on. Come on. I, I don't know about you, but uh, patience was one thing I really uh, learned uh, early on that I didn't want to pray about uh, because every time I did, God put me in a situation where I'd have to wait. And so then I stopped praying about it. And, uh, and then the Lord would uh, very lovingly work his way into situ- me into situations in my life where I'd have to wait. And so waiting for me was always a negative. I'd be like, whenever I hear that word, I'm like, oh, I cringe. But God started teaching me about the beauty of just waiting on him. You know, that his timing is absolutely perfect. If you and I are believing for breakthrough, and I'm not saying that the process in the waiting isn't hard. Please don't hear me say that. I I get it. It's painful. But in the waiting, something happens. God develops. He develops something deep that you wouldn't get any other way. And it's funny that in this season of acceleration, God's highlighting acceleration, yet at the same time, he's saying, wait, sit, rest. Isn't that just like the Lord, right? It's getting faster, so be still. Like <laughs> only in the kingdom, right? Um, I, a couple of days ago, we were in the city in Melbourne and I was pondering this message, just asking the Lord what he wanted me to share. And, uh, and I kept hearing this um, sentence of the waiting and the glory of God, encounters with his glory that are about to be unlocked for the people of God. And I'm sitting, I'm about to go downstairs and just have a coffee and ponder this word. And the Lord says to me, take your keys. Now, I was given a a pair of, um, a set of prophetic keys last week. Oh, no one's going to be able to see it, but I can tell it. That's okay. Thanks. Um, And I thought, okay, I don't know why I'm taking my keys. So I go downstairs with my big, heavy, metallic seven keys. And I sit at the table and I'm waiting for my coffee. And I look over and I see a newspaper on the table. I thought I'll grab it while I'm waiting. And all of a sudden, I am struck by the front page of the Herald Sun here. In big letters, you won't be able to see it up the back. It says, Land of Open Glory. And there are fireworks, and it's all about the the tennis, right? Or something like that. But those words, and there's my keys on the side, those words struck me. And instantly, I felt the Lord say, I'm unlocking encounters with my glory, that Australia shall be known as a nation that is open to the glory of God, that is open to the heart of God. I thought, come on, come on. I'm like, yes, Lord. And the thing is, it's not just, yes, the Lord's decreeing it over the nation, but he's decreeing it over you, over you personally. Because you and I, we are responsible for this nation. As the people of God, we, are, like, we may not be in government and leading the nation, but we are the people of God, right? We are called to take cities and nations for the glory of God and his kingdom, to see it extended. So if there's injustice in this nation, you and I are called to stand, right? And to pray and to be a voice of right. Righteousness. So that just really excited me. I was like, the land of open glory? 
And that's going to increase the newspapers, like the media. Where there's so much bad news going on, but I have this stirring in me that God is going to begin to speak through media, that he's going to begin to put prophetic messages like that in headlines, newspaper headlines. There will be prophetic demonstrations of what he's saying in media. Because, you know, I, I, I just believe that God is going to redeem the media. I really believe it. I am tired of bad news and turning the news on and it's all bad. I just, I really have hope that God is going to do something and there's going to be a redemption that comes in the media. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So where are we? 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 16 to 18. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. If you are not familiar with the Passion Translation, it's uh, the translator is Dr. Brian Simmons. Absolutely amazing. It was for me like reading the Bible for the first time again. So if you've never looked at it, you, I think he's done about, I don't know, 12 or something books so far. Grab some because it'll seriously change your life. Amazing. All right, so 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. Yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more peace, resulting in an ever greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. So we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but we focus on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. That passage has absolutely impacted me so much in this season because I feel like the Lord is highlighting sight. I feel like there is an upgrade of sight that's happening in the body of Christ. What do I mean by that? That God is teaching us to see from his perspective. He's teaching us to see not in that our true reality would be down here and what we see on earth, but what he sees and what he declares. Because if Jesus says it, that's the true reality, right? Not, not, any, not what circumstances, the enemy, the news, anything is screaming at me. As loud as that noise may be, this is my true reality. He is my true reality. If Jesus said it, I believe it. And that's where we're coming. God is really developing in his people, um, in the refreshing, in the healing, in the awakening, a burning conviction of the word of God. This season, we need to dive into the Bible like crazy like more than ever before God is calling his people back to the word if you know if there's been any areas where our eyes have got off the word he's calling us back and deeper into the place of knowing the word of God so when the enemy comes if deception comes if mixture comes if lies come you can say no I know right now what this says right here I know the word I know the promises I know what Jesus paid for me and what you're saying is a lie devil so get lost we need to know this really well in this season, especially in the acceleration. Things are going to happen so fast in the body of Christ and for you and I in this season that we need to be anchored because you can be taken out by breakthrough. You can be taken out by, by, um, by acceleration. And what do I mean by that? You can lose your intimacy. 
you can lose the place of intimacy with Jesus. I, you know, I, I said this last night to a few people, like I did, you know, 16 weeks or whatever it was in the US and I had an encounter with Jesus before I left. And he said to me, there are going to be signs and wonders in this season. There's going to be a move of my spirit across this earth like you've never imagined. My people are going to step into their promises, breakthrough after breakthrough. There's going to be unusual signs and wonders. It's going to be the glory days. I was like, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we've all been waiting for this. And he grabs my hand in this vision and he looks at me with such urgency and he says to me, don't lose me in the breakthrough. Don't lose me. And I thought, Lord, I'd never lose you. I'm on my face in my study. I'm weeping. I love you. I would never lose you. Four weeks into my trip in the US, I sat at the end of my bed and there was something wrong with my heart and my soul. I could feel it. I'm like, oh, I'm so grieved. What's happening? And I sat there and I'm just quiet and out of my mouth came the words, I miss you. I miss you, Lord. I miss you. And I realized that it is actually, you can do ministry without intimacy. Now, did I lose my intimacy completely? No, I didn't. But I let my secret place lapse. I got caught up in the whirlwind of, yay, this is amazing. And God was moving powerfully. He was. But I missed him. I missed my, my connection, my moments with him. And so in the acceleration, he's saying, go deeper still. Okay, so sight. So why am I talking about sight? Because I feel like in this season that God wants you to be able to see very clearly. There's been a lot of noise in the atmosphere. There's been a lot of things that are trying to, to fight for your vision and fight for your focus. And everywhere I've been going lately, I've been decreeing over people that you will see in a way you've never seen before, that you will see revelation in the word of God like you've never seen, that you will see heaven's perspective in every situation in your life, that the pure in heart, shall, like they, they see God. And do you know that one of the interpretations of that verse is the pure in heart are those that look for God everywhere. How cool is that? Are we looking for him in the coffee shops, in the library, in the grocery store, in the doctor's surgery, at church, like wherever we are, in our homes, in our marriages? Are we, are we present that we're looking for him and looking for what he's doing? Lord, here I am today having my coffee. What are you doing here, Lord? Show me. And then when he does, you've got to step out. <laughs> but it's so important that we are tuned in with our vision. And so I have this dream uh, maybe a week ago now. And, uh, and in this dream, I was above the clouds. So it was like I, was in an, I wasn't in an airplane, but it was like, you know, when you're flying and the clouds are below you. So I'm, I'm in this dream and I'm kind of like looking and I'm like, the floor is clouds. Like, that's so weird. And then I hear this voice beside me and instantly I knew in the dream that it was an angel. And this angel said to me, I'm about to show you something. And I said, okay. And he said, I'm going to show you how uh, the lens through which God sees the earth. And I thought, okay. Instantly, I see a portal that is, okay, so I need to explain this properly. The floor, imagine, was the clouds and then there's a 90-degree angle coming up here and there's a portal, a big circle. And it all, that's all I can see. And as I'm looking at this portal, I notice two things. 
Number one, that he is viewing the earth from a completely different perspective than we are. Because if we're up in the sky and we're flying in the clouds, how do we look at the earth? We look down, right, to see. He wasn't looking down, he was looking this way. And there was a, just this burning uh, conviction in me that he looks at the earth but in a completely different way to the way we do. And this portal was so crystal clear. As I looked into it, I, the purity of this, of the sight was just, it was pristine. And it, I looked at the clouds and there was this, this sense of, there was just um, like clouds to me make me happy. But in this dream, it was like chaotic. And as I was waking up, I felt the Lord say to me, in this season, so many are looking at the clouds that are all around. But as they come up higher and look from my perspective, you'll see everything in beauty. You'll see everything in life. You'll see everything in hope. You will see everything pristine and clear with accuracy from a totally different perspective. You'll see it from a completely different place. And I woke up. And as I have sat on that dream, day after day, I've been feeling the Lord stirring in me. If you and I see as he sees, everything changes. If you and I see as he sees, there is never a place for hopelessness. If you and I see as he sees, there's never a place for fear. There's never a place for doubt. Isn't that like, I don't know about you, but that just makes me want to see the way he sees. Like, Lord, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Uh, a few months ago, I was on this, still on this site kind of journey and, uh, and just talking to the Lord about it. And I was in my bathroom. I'm straightening my hair, minding my own business. The Lord said to me, I want to I show you something. I said, okay, yes, Lord. What do you want to show me? And he said, in this season, it is absolutely crucial that my people have eyes to see and ears to hear. And I said, yes, Lord. Like, I don't, isn't that always the case? And the Lord said to me, it is, but this in this season, you need it more than ever. And I said, why? And he said, because in this season, I'm going to turn up in ways that you don't expect. I may turn up in packages that you don't like. And I may show up in areas that you think that I'd never show up in. And you need to have eyes to see and ears to hear to recognize that it's me when I show up. And I started having this cry in me of God, I will take you in whatever form you come. In whatever form you choose to come, if you offend my mind, that's okay because I want you. I want you. God, I give you permission to break my mindsets. And that's what he's doing in this season. He may not show up when you expect or how, but he will show up. Amen? And he's enlarging your thinking. He wants you to think bigger and to dream big and to see from his perspective. And he's enlarging your vision. Amen? Amen. All right, so I want to end on this. Ephesians 3.20, the Lord has highlighted this scripture to me for almost two years. It is my favorite passage of scripture, but when I read it in the Passion Translation, I was so excited. It burnt in me this like, yay, like this is for us as the church. And this is what it says, Ephesians 3.20, God will, right? He will, he won't, not may or can, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and you and exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you 
He will. So your, your wildest dream, your greatest request, your, most, uh, your wildest imagination, whatever that is, that is where God starts. Seriously, I have some pretty big dreams. I don't know about you, but I have some pretty big dreams. And he wants to hear your dreams. And the disillusionment in this season will say to you, stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. And that's the enemy, right? Because God is going to restore to you in this season tenfold. You are going to move into a double portion. No matter what you've gone through, you will have more than you had when this began. If the enemy's stolen from you, get ready for a sevenfold restoration. Amen. This is happening. It's coming right now. We're in the season. We're transitioning and moving into it. The devil may thought he'd won and he's laughing going, ha, 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 look at what I did. And the Lord says, I will have the last laugh, right? Because you and I are victorious. We already are overcomers. We're not becoming. We are. We are victors. Amen. 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 All right. So I want to uh, pray for you uh, specifically um, in this area of disillusionment. Because really, like I said before, if God highlights something, it's because he wants to heal it. And I believe that when disillusionment breaks, your vision will not only be restored, but you will have an increase of sight. You'll have your peace uh, that will explode at a whole new level. And I saw dreams. I saw the ability to dream with the Lord exploding again. That disappointment will break off and the weariness of this season will just fall away and you'll have a new energy, a new, um, like, just a, a new momentum and excitement to be able to partner with heaven and what he's doing in this season if you hear nothing else this morning that I have said hear this absolutely do not give up no matter what the enemy throws at you what circumstances are happening I'm not belittling circumstances but I want to say to you we are so close to the greatest breakthrough in the body of Christ and our lives individually the enemy's pushing hard right now because he wants you to give up he wants you to give up right before things break through we are about to experience the greatest move of God on the planet in this season it's picking up the momentum's happening he's getting us ready but if the enemy can get you to stand aside he will So don't give up. God is not going to let you down and you will not come out short in this season. You will come out with more than you've had before. Amen. But your greatest treasure will be when you come out the end, the breakthrough, the favor, all of that stuff will be amazing. The restoration, but your testimony will be, I saw him. I saw Jesus. I met him in a way I've never met him before. And by golly, I'm in love with him more than I was before. Amen. That's what he's after. He's after you to be burning for him like you never have before. And then everything else flows from that place. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'm going to read out this list of disillusionment. And as I read it, if this is you, what I want you to do is just stand in your seat. And as you stand, when everybody's stood, I'm going to pray for you corporately. And I want to invite you as I'm praying to lift the area of your heart that's carrying this stuff. And just invite the Lord in. Lord, come in and take this and do whatever you have to do to heal me right now. And I and I I believe that God is gonna heal you. He's gonna set you free. Amen. Amen. All right, so this is the list. Disappoint oh sorry, uh, no, I've got the wrong list, sorry. (laughs) Let's try again. Take two. Disillusioned can be defined as feeling disappointed, downcast discouraged, feeling weary of the world, negative, 
confused, let down, feeling cast down or void of direction. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for each person standing right now. And I thank you, God, that in the standing of their yes, that today is a day of breakthrough. I decree that today disillusionment breaks in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask right now as they lift to you those areas of their heart and soul where there's been disillusionment, God, that you would go into the root, the very area that caused this disillusionment, Father, and that you would bring healing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would whisper your truth, Holy Spirit. Speak to them right now, God. Speak to them right now. God, where the enemy has lied, right now, God, I ask that you would speak your truth against that lie. God, I thank you that nothing stands against what you're doing. Jesus, I thank you that you are breaking these chains and they're not only going to run in this season, but they're going to fly. I decree over you that you are going to dream again. You're going to dream in the night. I release an impartation for prophetic dreams right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you're restoring hope right now, that you're upgrading vision. You're increasing the vision of your people. God, let them see you Father, and may they be filled with hope like they've never experienced before. I decree over you a song of songs season that you would know and see Jesus and feel the romance of the heart of the Father like you never have before. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. And I just keep hearing the words, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Your greatest days are before you. So I bless you, Lord. We bless you today, Jesus. And I thank you that this disillusionment is falling to the ground in the name of Jesus. And today is a day of freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.